Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Film Pigs podcast. Uh, I'm Todd, and I'm here with Steve Skelton. I'm Steve. And this is a bacon episode because uh, Steve Falk was too busy this week to do a show. He's celebrating the huge WGA win. Big WGA win and uh, Bernadette's eighth birthday. Good God. Yeah. Wow. That's not... That doesn't that can't, that, No, that's not right. That's that can't not, be right. No, he's got that it can't wrong. Be right. It's got to be four. He said it's that four. on a text thread the yeah. other day uh, with me and, and our friend Greg. And yeah, you're right. He He's confused. Yeah. She's four. 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 Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's because otherwise that would make us a lot older. No, no. Yeah. She's just four. And that's unacceptable. She's four. We're fucking grandpa age. Well, in like if you're talking about like pornos. Yeah. <laughs> Like the old grandpa porn. That's that. The that's the sad thing is you look at we look at porn now and yeah, yeah. and the, the sad realization is like wait oh no, I'm the weird grandpa in this scenario. Yeah yeah oh. yeah yeah. God bless those guys for getting that work though. Um, I don't think I could do it. It's yeah no that's a definitely there's a lot you're putting on the line there. And also like if you're a grandpa age. Yeah, you might have uh, problems sexually, right? No, well, yeah, you know, but that's so what, probably, yeah, but they just give you like a handful of Viagra and just film you till the heart attack. Yeah, and they probably take testosterone shots yeah. too, and then they like, just cycle out another old guy until he dies. So shot you a, with a giant boner. Aren't there shots you like put in your taint or just, whatever? Yeah, and then they just like yeah, you know, but just piles of dead <laughs> old dead porn guys with boners that are just in in the. In the backyard of some Encino estate. <laughs> oh, that went dark. Uh, it's like a don't get into P.T. Por- Anderson movie. Don't get into the porn films, kids. It 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 ends. Poorly. Well, not not at our age. <laughs> no, definitely not at our age. Uh, all right, so uh, it's a bacon episode, so it's like basically unplanned. Um, but I thought, uh, we'd start, do you want to start with the union stuff, the strikings? Um, well, yeah. I mean, do you want to do that or just talk about movies first? What well, do you think, what let's do you think let's talk about the striking and then first get, and get yeah, it the out of the seriousness and, and then, and yeah. then get to the level. And then we can complain about the movies yeah. we've seen after that. Yeah. That's how, that's a good way to go. I think that's an excellent structure. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so, uh, are you happy for everybody? Yeah. I mean, I think it's really, you know, um, at, at the time of this recording, uh, the WGA has come to uh, an agreement uh, with the producers. AMPTP. AMPTP. And they have uh, published uh, the text of that to the union. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think there's now, I don't know, has a vote been scheduled to accept or not? I'm not uh, sure. I'm not sure. Um, so, but that's, if, if, get... it, if it hasn't been, if it hasn't been scheduled yet, it's imminent. Um, the WGA doesn't talk to me. Yeah, because they don't, they don't run things about you. Yeah. I did it's go weird. out. It's weird they don't. I was picketing before my union went yeah. on strike uh, in solidarity with the WGA, but despite that, no emails. No, no emails, nothing, no, nothing. They didn't no, give you no inside info. No, like, oh, remember that right, yeah. fucking shitty actor who was in walking around <laughs> CBS Radford with us before he had to? Yeah, he was, he was pretty grumpy. He was weird. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe we should give him the inside info. He had that dumb sign he thought was clever, <laughs> but it, mm, he needs a writer. <laughs> but so so there's a uh, there's a, a tentative agreement 
Um, so the the WGA has, I believe, called off strike. So they're no longer picketing. Yeah, they're, they're, they're no longer picketing for WGA, but they still are supporting SAG picketing. Yeah, they are SAG picketing uh, for SAG, but they themselves are no longer yeah. on strike. Yeah, so they can they can go back to work. Yes, um, but uh, and the, so the talk shows are all going to start yeah, back up. Yeah, except the View, which has maintained a scab uh, <laughs> the whole time. Thing the whole time, like no, like everybody was like Drew Barrymore and Bill Maher, and they're like, and yeah, was, how does the View? How's the View like, getting a the pass? The View never stopped. Yeah, they just kept going. Yeah, and they didn't say anything, and they're just going off the. And they're just like, I guess no one, we're getting away with it, guys. It worked in two thousand seven, <laughs> but that was before the SAG and AFTER merged, so there's no longer a. I don't think there's any longer an AFTER exception. Yeah, which is why the late night talk shows too both were uh, working during that. Oh yeah. The previous strike, there wasn't an exception and there is now. Is that, yeah, it has yeah. to do with, it, it was weirdly has to do with the acting union for some reason, because the yeah, perform- there's, uh, yeah, I don't know the details, but yeah. I know that there is, there's, it's different than it was. It's because after it, which you know, is why yeah. the unions merged because after always undercut yeah. SAG and obviously undercut the WGA yeah. as well. So, so, I mean, the important thing to note with this is that the, I mean the 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 whole agreement, the WGA agreement, is an enormous victory. Like you can't, it's like the the studios have spent the last several months saying we can't give you anything, we won't give you anything, and uh, we hope you lose your homes. And mm. the WGA said, well. So we have nothing left to lose. Okay, fine. Uh, and the producers finally said, oh, shit, um, our stocks are tumbling and our shareholders are going to crucify us. Yeah. Now we have to capitulate on pretty much almost everything. Everything but the AIS streaming residuals, yes. But the... Staff, the staffing requirements? Staff, staffing, no. staffing wasn't as... as there, I mean, there's still new staffing minimums, but yeah, um, but, the, but but there are but there are cutouts for sole writer yeah, shows, yeah, um, which I think you know that's could be used to generate shenanigans. The like uh, I obviously because I don't get any uh, uh, communication from the WGA itself, so I have to get my information from the papers, uh, yeah, and the and the internet's, but um, the AI thing sounds weird to me. The way it was written. Well, about from what I under, from what I understand, um, the uh, the agreement is uh, AI can be used, right? But it's at the discretion of the writer. So yeah. a production company can't mandate the use of AI. Right. A writer can use it, but AI also can't be used uh, to generate source material. I see. So a source material always has to come from a human writer. Um, but it can be enhanced by AI. AI can be used as a tool to develop it. Right, right. But it can't be like a producer who says, hey, ChatGPT, give me the next Marvel Cinematic Universe story. And they can't. Boom. And, and then you can't give that to a writer and say, now write the script. And they can't force a writer to use you it. You can't force a writer to use AI. So here's my question. Like, like, when that comes up, you know, like a writer gets a job and then the executives and, the, and maybe the writer gets the job and say the executives ask in the interview or whatever, 
um, are, are, are you willing to work with AI? And the writer says, yeah. But then when he takes the job and they say, we want you to use the AI, and he says, no. Well, no, it's up then. No, what you say is like, yeah, I'm willing to use it, but it's up to my, dis- it's my discretion on how I use it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I could use it once <clears throat> and yeah. say, hey, give me an idea for this character. And it spits something that goes, that's stupid. It sucks. I'm not going to use it. I tried. Yeah, I used yeah. it yeah. Um, yeah. At, at your request, but it's, it, it's, you know, garbage in, garbage out uh, technology. So, um, but it, it, it ultimately will come down to individual negotiations when people take jobs. But it's also the nego- nego- I because they're I, gonna I they're I gonna think, do I, it. I think it's like I, it, they are, but uh, it's it's gonna be interesting to see what the re- what the requests are. I mean, of course, any agreement they're gonna try and game it to see how they can get around it and find yeah, the, the whole, find the holes. Yeah, always, that's it, that's that's part of the game. Yeah, right. So of course they're gonna try that. But it's going to be interesting to see, like, if they can figure out a way that's advantageous. Because all the loopholing up to this point is loopholing to 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 figure out how to not pay writers. Right, right, right. But if you're trying to loophole to try and figure out a way to force writers to use AI, unless you can demonstrate some sort of massive cost savings, that's just a jerk off session. Yeah. So shareholders are going to be like, "Why are you fucking around with this? Just let the writers write the." fucking thing stop and go produce and make the thing to make the money and make more wolverines and make me rich and that's all i care about i have nfts um so didn't those all just yeah they've that's all (laughs) Um, and that's that's why they're desperate for value this is this part of my portfolio is worthless so please get off stop fucking around and make some more movies uh so yeah so it's gonna it's gonna be interesting but but it's definitely like it's it's provisions that that desperately needed to be there because what it what it it's putting a wedge in that in that uh uh I guess wedge in the door is probably the wrong metaphor uh, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but <laughs> but it's put putting that block in place to prevent replacing a writer entirely yeah. by AI yeah um, AI is a tool it's like <clears throat> it's it'd be the same thing and be like let's replace an artist with Photoshop. Like, yeah, yeah Photoshop is useless by itself. It just, the whole thing still scares me, even though, you know, you're right. But again, this is, is why it's, I think it's the SAG is more important. Yeah. In the long run for AI. And we can get into that next. Yeah. Um, uh, for, for those types but of I mean, like which the WGA, I think, has started and they put a, they put a stake in the ground. But I think SAG needs to go further with AI protections yeah. than the WGA. Well, started. but it's like, see, like I think about the the evolution of CG yeah. in the movies. And I always thought this is not something you should lean on. I still, to this day, think we shouldn't lean on computer-generated imagery for effects because it, it, it looks like a cartoon. Right, you know well, I mean? and, but it's also but, when, but it's also it becomes so grandiose that it's right. your brain. No matter how good it looks, your brain knows this is fake, right? Because mm. I know a real stunt human being, stunt person, physically can't do what's happening here. Right. So I know this is just well, nonsense. and that's what I'm saying. So it, it, it's like when CGI is used to enhance something that already exists. Yeah, which is what you're saying about AI. Then I think it's good. Yeah. You know, there's no. Then you get then you get a Fury of, Road, and Fury Road right, is probably the right. most recent best use of CGI right. as an enhancing element to the physical 
uh, or like a movie, live action. like an a, a independent Australian horror movie, like Black Water. Yeah, where the CG is used to marry two live images together seamlessly. Yeah. Um. So it, it seems like oh, there's no CGI in this movie. Well, but that's also like that's also another that's an interesting point because that's another use of CG. It's not just the special effects, but it's also it's like oh. CGI and uh, you know more advanced computer technology gives us the ability in editing to do things like mix and match different takes yep. of two different actors in the same frame, and maybe they've done like ten takes of this particular scene, and take three is you know actor A's best take, and mm-hmm. scene seven is actor B's test ta- best take. And if you could stick them together, it would actually enhance the scene, and you can do that. If you could put, like, the perfect ad-libs together, yeah. it would make Judd Apatow's movies shorter. <laughs> right? I don't know. I think maybe <laughs> to give Judd Apatow the ability to then also merge in every other possible take would just make his movies longer. Uh, so It's like just 72 he takes. He should not be allowed to use AI for comedy. <laughs> But, okay, but my point is, okay, so the WGA, you know, this potential deal is a pretty unprecedented deal. It's a, uh, I, I think, an outstanding deal. Of No deals are perfect, right? Mm-hmm. You're never going to get, what you know, there's always going to be, they didn't get this, they didn't get that. But I thought the negotiating committee was, i pretty stunned yeah, um, yeah. by what they accomplished. And yeah. uh, it, it's pretty fantastic, and it's a really good, it's a really it's good because the unions, uh, both these unions have demonstrated their membership itself has yeah. demonstrated the solidarity. Yeah, yeah. That it, 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 it wasn't, you know, uh, there has been other strikes where you know the numbers dropped off of the. Yeah, picketers. and this was different. This, this was so like, different. They kept getting bigger. And, and I really, really hope that it continues with now that SAG is, you know, it's not WGA and SAG. It's just SAG. Now. Well, SAG. SAG-AFTRA goes t- to the tables on Monday, mm-hmm. so we'll see. What and we'll happens. see. Yeah, maybe the. Maybe, I mean, I just assume. Yeah, maybe the maybe the maybe the studios are like shit. Let's just we, let's just make another deal and get things back. Well, to they the need. I mean that that the SAG leverage I think did help WGA because yes, absolutely. What the, I mean, there are star writers, which is absolutely true, but there are more star actors. Yeah. And they need those star actors to do the to be PR making star and, stuff, yeah, and, and be and, going and, to premieres and, and yeah, yeah, and making movies. So when all you know, all these stars and God bless them for for the most part. I mean, I know the interim agreements are legal and sanctioned, but I, I got problems. With yeah, interim agreements is I think um, well intentioned, but ultimately it is power sapping. Yeah, it, it it the argument makes total sense that that we're we wavered these projects because they agreed to, to the all terms, the terms. Yeah. that these other entities are not agreeing to. But but when but then, but then it still gives actual product yeah, to, to a studio back or, to like make it, money it's off down of. the road. So yeah, it's it it's a uh, yeah. it's which is why and, and 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 it is a difficult call because on the one hand, if you're dealing with you know like a studio like one of the smaller houses that is like yeah, we'll agree to all these terms, you do want to reward that. Yeah, yeah. That's absolutely. on one hand, you do want yeah, to yeah, say, for sure. But yeah, like it's, realistically, it's a, it's a hard. It's a, and then, and that's what I ask because I, you know, I haven't seen those contracts. But the question that I have about those interim agreements is, or waiver agreements, whatever you call them, 
um, is like, so you agreed to these streaming residuals. So if you sell your movie, show, whatever, to a streaming service, but the streaming services, no, we're not paying those residuals. Your production's You're gonna on the pay hook them for it. Yeah, how is that gonna? That work? sounds yeah. crazy. That, that's 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 where it gets dicey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it doesn't make sense. Um, but but what I want to talk about with SAG now because WGA looks like you know, uh, 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 I would I would guess that the membership is going to vote in favor of the new contract. Yeah, um, it seems like that. That's uh, I think every go. every all the WGA people that I know personally uh, absolutely will. Even the ones who would like a bet, it's more better deal. Yeah, they they know it's still a landmark deal. Yeah, and there's there's probably more <clears throat> leverage to be had in saying yes to this, so you can fight again in three years yeah. to get a bit more and a bit more. Yeah. and and if you can change the mentality of no, it's it's every three years isn't we have to give up a little bit more. Every three years is we get yeah, a little more. bit more. Yeah. Um, because it's still like minuscule percentages of the yeah. of the profits, so um, uh, this could be a watershed, very watershed moment in organized labor, essentially. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so hopefully that I would like to see that continue. Now, talking SAG AFTRA, because SAG AFTRA is on strike, theatrical, uh, uh, not commercial, not commercial, um, but theatrical only, and they also I still can't book any commercials, right? So it's neither here nor there, as <laughs> far as I'm concerned. You're on de facto commercial I'm on strike, strike, <laughs> and uh, unemployed <laughs> at once. So uh, SAG is currently uh, in, uh, on strike theatrically. Uh, they the SAG just authorized a strike vote for uh, video game work, mm-hmm. uh, and I'm expecting the membership to authorize that. Uh, I think it it was authorized. Was it authorized? Okay, okay. So so might be answering now. I think this is important because you know, there's all, there was a lot of talk of you know uh, AI and with the WGA and screenwriting that kind of thing, and needing to put provisions in to prevent to to protect against uh, replacing human beings uh, with uh, content AI. generating machines, yeah. and uh, and so uh, I think WGA has done a, a really good job putting the first flag in the sand mm-hmm. uh, on that on that front i think it's uh more critical and it's a bigger threat to sag aftra mm-hmm. and to actors than to writers um sure. um because and and i think especially in video games yeah um more so than theatrical because um it's not just wait because there's the, the whole deal with you know uh theatrical stuff is especially with background actors is that horrible thing that is gone around where it's, you know, you get your day rate in some productions and they're doing like 3d scans mm-hmm. of the actors and then yeah. so they can use them in perpetuity and you don't get, the actors don't get any more compensation. No. And that's crazy. That. Like yeah. if, even if your likeness is used, I mean like commercially, and we didn't do well with our commercial strike in 2000 because it's the internet that fucked commercials ultimately. And yeah. We did nothing about that, but we, we got races and stuff, but commercially, you know, if, if you're, if you shoot a commercial and then they clip a bit of your commercial and put it in some other commercial, you know, for the same yeah. company, then they have to pay you a day rate, and then they have to pay you those residuals. Yeah, it's, a, it's essentially it's, it's like a version of 
essentially sampling in music. Yeah, as if you exactly as if you've uh, shot a whole other commercial. Yeah, that's how you have to get paid. Yeah. Um. So, uh, like, it's for me as an actor, AI. It's the same thing. Yeah. And, like if you and, use my likeness, yeah. fucking great. I would rather not work. To be frank, you have a computer do it, but yeah. you have to pay me. Yeah, because no, it's me. Yeah, and... Toddnet, Toddnet two thousand. Yeah, Toddnet two thousand sounds great. <laughs> I hope he's like one of those Terminator two liquid. He's made out of liquid metal. He can move around. He's made. Yeah, he's made out of liquid lagavulin. He can kill more successful <laughs> character actors like but, Xander Berkeley but, with my finger. <laughs> but this is important because, um, and I think it's more important in the game space. Because that's where that tech starts, and mm-hmm. it gets incor- and mo- like motion capture and performance capture starts in games and gets incorporated into uh, film, television, theatrical stuff. So that's where the tech moves. So that's why it's more important, I think, for SAG-AFTRA to get hugely strict uh, restrictions in place in your video game contracts, yeah, which aren't, sure. which aren't with every video game company. It's with actually like, it's with like, it's with like, 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 like Activision and EA, um, video uh, games uh, already pay shit money. Yeah. And yeah. And it's also, and like, it's you also, don't get it's residuals. also scale. Yeah. yeah it's, it's you all just voice get paid. It's just, yeah. You know, like my friend who does mocap stuff for video games, it just gets paid for the session. Yeah. You know, he needs the work. Right. So takes no, the and work. they can, he but, likes but, it, but that's the thing is, but the problem is, is like with like a mocap, is you get enough mocap information from an actor, right? You have their movement behavior, right? And you can actually blend that and in animation and use it in different ways that the actor didn't mocap. So that that's why I think you know um, I think a really good example is James Earl Jones, and he um, had his uh, he 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 did, he did a whole like a he did, had like a whole uh, license his voice. Mm-hmm. to disney like or sold it basically right 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 um and did a whole process of capturing um his voice and his ability to speak so you can we can you can synthesize darth vader's voice a hundred years from now right. after he's long dead and gone right. now it's james Earl jones and it's the iconic james Earl jones darth vader iconic character so he got paid a shitload of money for that which i think was super smart of him yeah because you know he's an older guy it's one of these things where it's like I can get a huge payday, which then I can, you know, further send to the fan. Or how, I don't. I'm I'm assuming he's a human being that's taking care of his family right. and not just like <laughs> I'm going to spend it all on cocaine and hookers. <laughs> but even so, if you're taking Disney money and turning it into cocaine and hookers, good on you, James. That, yeah, that's good. That's good. Yeah, however you want to do it. He spoke he's... at my uh, uh, college graduation. Ah. Everybody but was screaming Vader. Vader, Vader, yeah. Not listening to anything he said. No, of course not. I was listening. It didn't make sense. But uh, but you were hoping he was going to quote from Soul Man. <laughs> yeah, I was a Soul Man guy. <laughs> you swear your whole your whole college trying to be like C. Thomas Howell and Soul Man. It was uncomfortable for everyone. I was hoping for a little bit of Woo! Exorcist too. We should heretic. do we should do an entire film pigs show just on the movie Soul Man. <laughs> and just the cringe oh my of God, soul. Yeah. Actually, we shouldn't. What? No, we shouldn't. It's well, bad. Three middle-aged white old, guys old, should not do a podcast. Should not guys. do no. a podcast on I, But it's so funny that you say that because the other day I like was having a conversation with somebody and I made a, like, a reference to Soul Man and he was like, 
I fucking love Soul Man. Oh my god! And I was like, oh, I, you know, at the time I didn't love Soul Man. I thought Soul Man was kind of stupid. Uh, like it, it's like a mediocre comedy at best. It's not funny, but it's also horribly racist. Yeah, it's not funny and horribly racist. But it, you know, and at the time that I saw it, I just didn't think it was funny. I didn't think it didn't blackface didn't dawn on me because yeah. I didn't. I wasn't really no, aware. It's like like Soul Man is a movie that actually got made like thirty years ago, but today would be a hilarious joke movie in the yeah. background of some like a Thirty Rock background movie yeah yeah like we're like oh my that's you couldn't that's a <laughs> no that's a joke movie but no, no it's a real movie but it's called his, Soul Man. his see thomas howells this Black guy Face. who it's yeah ridiculous. this we're guy on a, was we're t- on a weird tangent yeah now. i know but this guy it was just funny to me because you know gen xers talking to each other uh so he his like argument about it was well look yeah it's racist you know everybody <laughs> Oh, th- thank you for acknowledging every so every defensive racist. racism has to start with yeah. I I realize I, of it's of course racist, it's racist, but, but but it's and this is what he's saying about Soulman. But its heart was in the right place. Was it? Because it's about a white. Was it? It's about a white guy learning that blackface is wrong. <laughs> That's what he said. Like like okay like I had a huge like very. Uh, important point about the SAG strike and uh, performance capture. We've gotten so <laughs> off track on Soul Man, and and the argument that it's a, there's a redeeming quality to the movie because some dumb white guy finally <laughs> learned that blackface is wrong by spending the entire running time of a movie in blackface, like it. <laughs> <laughs> that that's the that's the argument no it's like hey do you really want to understand racism do a blackface like it doesn't like it's a terrible movie you guys the facts show your honor <laughs> the facts it's a matter of record that woody allen is innocent and soul man's <laughs> heart was in the right place like, it's been proven your heart can be in the right place, and you can also still be incredibly stupid. Yeah, like no, there's yeah. no, there's that's your just, heart can be in the right place yeah. while you're horribly racist. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we've known people like that. Yeah, we've hung out with people like that in Burbank. We've been that a couple of times. And, uh, and uh, yeah, of course. <laughs> like, like let's let's be honest. No, yeah, well, that's true. That's true. Yeah, comedically. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Absolutely. We're all guilty of that. I was more thinking of somebody who's. I mean, we we haven't been Soul Man guilty. No, we made terrible blunders. We made awful blunders that luckily happened all before YouTube. Yeah. <laughs> Thank Christ. But maybe I'll put some. No. <laughs> I have them on VHS. I know VHS. What's? Thank God, no they're one knows my, what that is. They're in my attic. <laughs> Probably melted. <laughs> okay. So. Is Again, it, what was your uh, Soul point Man? Yeah, you know, we'll come back to Soul Man. Yeah. Um, Next episode's going to be all about Soul Man. <laughs> okay, so my point about the the SAG after strike and and AI and performance capture is um, it's it's more important I think for actors mm-hmm. uh, to get really uh, clear, clearly defined uh, uh, restrictions in place. Uh, because otherwise, you're just going to have your entire likenesses and performances and and how do and you keep track stuff. of that? So, 
this is this is what I think needs to happen. Because what, like what you're saying about like no, and there's the, a this is there's your a, movements get no, taken in by the, AI. No, there, no, there's a business that? opportunity here. This is what I'm talking about. Okay, so uh, uh, in games that it's the same, the same at this point, it's the same, almost the exact same tech that you use in movies. In fact, Unreal Engine is used in games and movies. That's mm. kind of the big crossover. But it the, like in terms of performance capture, if we're talking um, uh, digital likeness movement sound mm-hmm. uh, audio voice mm-hmm. it, this is all the same type of tech that's used in games and and then ported over to movies so what you can do is you can uh you can motion capture and just record different movements of a person and mm-hmm. there are types of uh interactions and there are types mm-hmm. of movements and you can get you can ultimately get enough of a library of this information that you can use the game engine can interpolate between different types of movements so you can create new movements that based the actors on the based movements. on the data you you captured but those, that the actors never actually done themselves those original mocaps and you, can, and you can do that also with voice if you get yeah. enough of voice information yeah but but what i'm saying is how do they do that put a digital no. tag on like if you no if no, you, no 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 this this is what i'm saying this is what needs to happen yeah, and this is where the business opportunity is. Um, so ultimately, what needs to happen is what's currently happening is with these digital scans on especially the background actor stuff, where you get your day right and then they steal your likeness. Is the whatever production studio has done that has stolen has stolen that data? I mean, they're just stealing it, um, and but they own it. Mm-hmm. What needs to happen is that we need a, uh, a process where the performer owns the data. Mm-hmm. And, and the business opportunity here is we need a repository for that. And we need a central casting for digital assets, for digital right, actors. Right, right, So you... You need to start central casting for digital assets. Yeah, no, but that's... We shouldn't be saying this on mic. Oops. <laughs> uh, so, but what needs to happen is... The, the performance capture needs to happen. So whether the physical performance capture, the voice performance capture, the digital imaging of the, of the likeness uh, of, of the performer needs to be uh, put into a common library. So it's like, here's, to- here's Todd's library of digital uh, performance. And this is stored with the central casting, you know, Skynet or whatever. And I would get a copy of it that I would have. Yeah, but you would, but, but it would be, it would be earmarked to, it's connected to your, you know, your SAG membership, you right. know, whatever, what, however. But what, I mean, I would just want a copy. Of well, it, yeah, you, you know. you'd be able to get your own, yeah, yeah. get your own copy. And I'll of that bet kind banks of stuff. will have like digital security, uh, uh, safe deposit boxes. Well, no, no, but there would be, it, it would be, put, it, no, it would be, it, it, it would be like a, you know, some kind of watermarked data. But the, the idea is, is that um, you would have, tiers of rentable digital tots so you know production can say oh i want to i want to rent a digital tod for background work mm-hmm. and you know that's probably fairly cheap i don't do but, background work though but assuming my ass- manager ass- won't let me assuming assuming that's like a thing that you've ticked as as a possible as a possibility right, right. so like okay so any number of uh 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 productions can you know throw you in the background and then you get a a, a few bucks uh, uh, for that, for that use. Um, how many bucks? I, it, that, that, whatever, that's what need, that's what SAG needs to figure out. Yeah. Right. 
Um, not as much as a full date rate because you're not really doing anything. Well, but it you probably get... depends on the project and where you're being yeah. used. And all yeah, that. exactly. And and then and there's another tier where it's like, oh, we want a digital Todd to speak a couple of lines, you know, an mm. under five, uh, digital under five, right? And then there's there's a I still do under fives, but it's usually inadvertent. <laughs> right, but what I'm saying is, I'm but what I'm saying, fifteen lines. But what I'm saying is that would set. be that would be like a percentage of the live Todd under right, five. Right, right, right. And you know, three different productions might be doing that at the same time. Mm-hmm. But you get the you get the it's a reduced rate, but you end up getting you know one point five times your day mm-hmm. rate because uh, digital is being used. And then and then there's the hi- a higher tier of like we want a Grand Moff Tarkin uh, Todd. Uh, you know, is walking around talking for for a significant amount of time, but then, but but then that's like a percentage of your live right. appearance, right? Right. So that's what needs to happen. So there needs to be. So it needs to be the performer themselves. It's the the trick is going to be what's the how how do you figure out doing the cost of the data collection? Yeah. And ultimately, over time, a new data collection as technology gets better and better. So there's going to have to be so many people and so many digital pieces of information based on these people. It's going to be hard to keep track of that. I mean, it's like, well, no, yeah, but when they talk about like commercial residuals, I, one time I tried, I called the union and I was like, I'm just trying to understand, you know, and they, like they got as far as. Look, there's multiple regions. National is, you know, all the regions. Well, because it's also a lot of that is left over from broadcast. Yeah. Uh, old SD broadcast, like region old stuff. But then, but then I was like, okay, so, but all right, that makes sense. I get that, uh, and that's how how you pay. How do you keep track of? And I've had multiple commercials yeah. air yeah. in other countries and other states that weren't supposed to be. No, and no, it's, it's only because somebody knew me, yeah. saw them, that yeah. I got to call my agent and go, my commercial that's not. Airing anymore aired there, and yeah. then I got money. Yeah, that that I had. To yeah, do no, that. that's a that's another huge technological hurdle. Now, one thing that is, you know, you you could possibly do something like, um, you know, the digital assets um, have uh, some sort of uh, identifier on them, and if you know we're using like a technology like a blockchain or something like that um, uh, uh, to identify like, oh, this actually is Todd, and then you could. You could get an alert, or you could scan for where is this used, or mm. you know, do something like that, maybe. But that's again a huge, another huge technological hurdle that is facing, you know, uh, you know, that's kind of facing SAG, and it's something that SAG needs to be thinking forward, thinking about of like we need to have provisions that we, if we can at least, uh, if we can't identify exactly how we're going to deal with it, we have to say this is something that has to be acknowledged as a problem mm-hmm. that will be addressed in the future negoti- in a future negotiation and it's and it's something that uh, 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 production companies production companies but my the bottom line is production companies cannot own the likeness let me rephrase yeah. sag must uh, absolutely uh, refuse to allow production companies to own the digital likeness of an of a performer, right? Physical, auditory, what movement, whatever, whatever, whatever it is, they must refuse to uh, allow that as a provision of any kind of contract. That must be left to an individual actor, an mm. individual performer, to decide to say yes, I'm going to sell my likeness to Paramount right. or Disney or whatever, right. and I'm going to get paid for it. Yeah, and if 
you're just part of a, like if they have multiple AI, if the sound from one guy, movements from Well, that's also, guy, that's also something else you could, you can do. It's like you could say, like, like all oh, those actors I'm would have take, to get paid for that one I'm going to take, I'm going to take, you know, I'm going to take Todd's uh, physical performance and his physical likeness, but I'm going to use the dubbed over Pee Wee Herman voice. Yeah. Instead of Todd's voice, so Todd. That's what they did to me uh, on that Tostitos commercial I did with. uh, Yeah, uh, so Todd still needs to get paid and paid in full. Yeah, and then if you want to replace, then you can pay to replace that. The problem with that was I wrote the tagline, and then they had somebody else say the tagline voice. So I feel like I should have gotten paid for writing the tagline. Yeah, well, that's a WGA. They didn't let me say it. That's a WGA issue. Yeah, but they weren't there. <laughs> yeah, they didn't get any inside do info. Fucking commercials. They, didn't do they don't. The WGA doesn't <laughs> represent copywriters. Anyway, that's what I'm. That's what I'm saying is what I think is really important about the upcoming SAG negotiations. Yeah, that's is, a, a huge is, deal. Is for me, they, it's they, also about they, streaming residuals. Well, that 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 as well. But I think even beyond full, more forward thinking than the streaming residuals, the SAG must put in this whatever new contract they had they they negotiate. They must have the wording that studios do not own the digital likeness of any actor unless they have cut a specific deal with that specific actor. Right. And and that actor gets to set the price. Yeah, yeah. Um, and yeah. The, if the price is $100, then the actor's a dummy and fine. Um, but if it's, you know, it's the idea is, is an actor wants to build a career, so they get to a point where they're... In the neighborhood of a James Earl Jones, so they can have a James Earl Jones payout right. for their digital likeness, for their recognizable yeah. voice. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I think it, it it like contractually, legally, it's going to have to be super complicated. Oh, it's it's, it's only going to get more and more complicated. It's that that's be. why that's why I think the most important part, as soon as possible, is the provision that studios cannot own and or use a actor's digital likeness without negotiating with them directly. And everybody's going to have to hire. And, and the digital likeness means their yeah. the, the visual, the auditory and uh, the performance, the movement. Yeah. Yeah. The movement, the all, all anything. Yeah. Anything. Yeah. Cause that, that is an actor. The, the entire actor's instrument. This will, I mean, this will create jobs. In that there's gonna have yeah, to it's be gonna create a job a bureaucracy of all jobs. these fucking people who have to keep track of this. <laughs> like all these entities are gonna have to hire people to keep track of this. Yeah. Anyway, but that's why I think it's it's important. That's why I think the video game strike is actually a little more important. And yeah. to get that provision, if that in, that matters more, yeah, yeah, it needs to be in both. It needs to be in both. Uh, I wonder uh, if we'd been successful in 2000 with the commercial strike, which we weren't. How much of this would be happening right now? I don't know. Because that was all about the internet. It was about internet residuals. Yeah. And their whole excuse was, it's new media. We don't know. Yeah. We don't know the dollars that it generates. Well, that was still the argument they were trying this time around. Yeah, it's I know. It's new media. We don't, it's been we 15 don't years. Yeah, we don't understand it. It is not new. If you don't understand it, why are you using yeah. it? Yeah. Um, no, it was bullshit back then and it's bullshit yeah. now. I just wonder if, because we had no choice, we got fucked by non-union and famous oh yeah no in 2000 it was it was it was it was fucked because it was like everyone was like who knows what this is because in 2000 it really was a little bit of who knows well and nobody gave a fuck none of the stars gave a fuck Mm -hmm. that we were on strike Mm -hmm. uh for you know uh, 
scale commercial actors. Yeah. And they didn't give a fuck. Tom Hanks came out like to something and was like, this is terrible. But that was it. I mean, yeah. I never saw him on the picket line. I never, you know, they didn't come out. Uh, yeah. That's why this one matters. Yeah. Because the stars are fucking coming out to the picket lines. None of the stars are doing the, yep. the work. It matters. Yeah. Um, it, it only matters if the stars do something yep. about it. Yep. Anyway, this is a... I, I don't want to talk about that anymore. No, I think we, that we came to a natural conclusion there. I think we had a really good structure there where we talked, like, uh, union structure... And then Soul, Soul Man, Man and then Union Structure. Yeah. Like, I yeah. think it was really seamless. Soul Man was our second act. <laughs> that was a really, really, like, it was, it was such a, it was such an easy segue. So now we can talk about, well, we only have like 20 minutes left. So we oh. can talk about what have you seen lately? Skelton, what have you seen lately? I, uh, I missed, I missed it in the theaters, but I finally saw Barbie. Oh, what'd you think? I really liked it. Oh, good. I thought it was a delightfully fun, subversive, uh, studio picture. Oh, good. Like, you know, just... Falk liked it, too. Yeah. I don't... I, like, I didn't think it was, like, as amazing as some people thought it was. But I also, like, really thought it was a really... Like, I, I, I'm i not sure you can make a studio... A studio-level picture more subversive than that. Well, yeah, and here's... And, and not, like, trip alarms. Yeah, 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 that's true. <laughs> like, that's where I think Gerber... She, I thought she did a really, really great job at skirting that line... Yeah, so did Wayne's World, actually. Yes. Um, I, no, actually, that's that's a good. That's not a bad comparison. Yeah. Um, uh, the the thing that I find so interesting about Barbie currently is how all this talk about like Scorsese and yeah, yeah. all this about saving the movies. You got to go to the Christopher Nolan movies. You got to go no, to like the Batman. Wes Anderson movies. You yeah. <laughs> you got to go to yeah. And they never say. What, I mean, Barbie has broken so many fucking records. Yeah, nobody said shit about and Barbie. And yeah. what you're saying, it's a subversive yeah. uh, studio picture. No, it's not an indie picture, but neither are yours, Scorsese. Fucking stop well, jerking me off. Here's the thing. But, no, but here's the thing. With the Scorsese stuff, I think some of it gets blown out of proportion with deliberately inflammatory headlines. Yeah, yeah. Like, so what Scorsese's really saying, Scorsese doesn't... Scorsese doesn't care about comic book movies and he doesn't hate them. He doesn't like them. He's like, if you want to go see them, great. But his point, and I think his point is a valid one, is that there's not enough original cinema being produced anymore. I I agree with, I don't disagree with Scorsese. The thing I find interesting about it and the whole dialogue everywhere about it is all of it just discounts Barbie as a thing. Yeah, it's never well. You know what? But it's never watch your Christopher Nolan films and your Barbie films, but they don't have to say but the, watch the but Barbie the, films. But Christopher. but Barbie's confounding because Barbie is actually a really uh, uh, wonderfully produced and directed and performed cinematic film. It's also a very hugely subversive mm-hmm. uh, film. It's a it's a huge studio film. It's also a fucking product placement. Yeah, like, like it's a it's it's a Marvel movie. It's they did everything you know? that a that a studio commercial movie is supposed to do, but then also managed to be irreverent and like, subversive. Yeah, like like Barb, what Barbie accomplished. Barbie's essentially a comic book movie, done. Barb, like everyone lauds Nolan's Batman trilogy, mm-hmm. and they're fine. They're fine. Sure. And 
in, you know, we, we got a, out of that trilogy, we got an absolutely uh, genius level performance from Heath Ledger. Yeah. As Joker. Yeah. Like it's. That was posthumous when it came out, right? I think. Yeah, he I think died it before been, yeah. it came out. But, but it's, you know, it stands the test of time. It is a remarkable yeah, it's a fun acting movie. performance. It's a fun movie that and I it, could a, easily cut 40 minutes. Yeah. Over. Yeah. But. I, but Barbie is accomplishes, I think, its kind of subver- subversiveness and its messaging better than Nolan's Batman trilogy. Oh, for sure. Yeah, for sure. Right? Yeah, and, I agree. And so, you know, so I think that's, it, it's a, yeah, a, a lot of film, like, nerds are very confound, a lot of film nerds who are misogynists are very sure, confounded, confounded by Barbie. Well, and and I'm sure it's partly the media's fault, partly maybe Scorsese's fault for talking too fast without thinking, but it's just so weird how all this dialogue, uh, dialogue about the movies dying and how we need to go see all these dudes movies. And well, yeah, but that, that's also no thing. It really is kind of a dudes movie thing. Yeah, it's, I, I think there's a bit of the this... Uh, 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 you know, blinders on with Scorsese. Yeah. You know, because he's looking at auteurs and auteurs. He's looking at dudes. He and yeah uh, and 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 all. Despite all of that, I can't wait to see Colors of the Flower Moon. The trailers look amazing. Oh yeah, like, yeah. Like I'm really that's really three and a half hours I will spend in a movie theater. Yeah, I am. Yeah. I am on I'll, board a hundred percent. Uh, in I didn't. In, in, I in the, hated in the, the Irishman. Yeah, in the exact way mm-hmm. I wasn't on board with the Irishman or yeah. Shutter Island. Oh fuck! Well, he regrets that one. Yeah. So uh, yeah, but so you know, I mean, Scorsese gets a lifetime pass. He's a genius. There's, yeah, yeah, and he's yeah. Made, like he lamented in in an interview that there are too many people that are like Travis Bickle, and that's not yeah, and that's like, not yeah, that's who, who kind of like take him as like that's my role model, like. But that's the thing. You're missing the point. But that, and I feel like the media is doing that with what Scorsese is saying about the movie exactly right now. Exactly. And why does the media do that? Well, because you get here's the thing: you get more clicks and engagement with rage. Uh, than positivity. Than positivity. That's why that. Sh- that's why everybody. That's why. That's why everything Scorsese says about movies yeah. is positioned as uh, shitting on comic book movies. And he says so much in a minute because he talks like yeah. he's always on a lot of cocaine. Yeah. So he's talking a mile a minute, and I don't know that he's a hundred percent thinking about what he's saying. You know what I mean? I don't know. It's like he's got. Yeah, I mean, he's I'm got sure all, he's, he's seen Barbie of, and, ha- yeah. and likes Barbie, yeah. or maybe he doesn't. I don't know, but it, it's just he in the he, moment he's he definitely not as late. He's definitely not as laid back as as freaking. No, no, but freaking with all this would be like who gives a yeah? Fuck who gives a fine fuck about, about this fuck shit? Are you talking about this? I just want. I just want to film a cool car chase. <laughs> yeah, why the fuck are we talking about this? I made the garden. I went to uh, the the a uh, few weeks ago. Went to uh, Vidiots with oh, uh, Falk oh, and Stan. Oh, to see uh, so, uh, to live uh, and die in uh, L.A. on the screen. There, it was so good. Was it? It was so good. I love that movie. That movie is like the okay. The movies from the eighties. So there's you know spoiler alert. I guess I saw it in the theater. But I'm not holy shit. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna spoil it in this podcast if you haven't seen it. But it has the most 
insane what the fuck just happened moment yeah in yeah. it's in the top five it's, of what the fuck moments. it's fucking brilliant on and first, it has yeah an insane car chase Oh, yeah. No, it's great. And it's a five-star Grand Theft Auto I car have, chase. I I know a couple of people who don't like William Peterson, and I don't understand that. I, I do understand that, because yeah. like I like William Peterson, but he's also... Peterson is a flat line. Is he's he? always... But, but he's always super steady, and uh, but I but, in CSI, but, yes. But he's super steady. Oh, in To Live and Die in L.A. But he's in Manhunter, in To Live and Die in L.A. Oh, and in no, Manhunter, he's, like, he's still he's super spazzy. He's like, not spazzy. He gets super angry. He is for William Peterson. He gets angry, but for oh, a regular okay. human being, no, he's still pretty. See, I felt he was so. In but both that's of what those I like movies. about. But that's what I like about. I didn't feel like is, it was a flatline. Even I felt when like he's it was kind tense. of like, even when he's losing his mind, he's still like in absolute control of himself. Yeah, but and you can see him losing control of himself sometimes. So his controlled performances, at least in, in these Okay, and we got another pig show. It's just got to be a William Peterson. Yeah, Write I will down. talk about William Peterson for We'll do hours. a William Peterson uh, episode. I'm sure he's a great person in person. I saw... Yeah, what did you see? Saw Man? I saw Expendfables. Expendfables? And I'll tell you what. What? I mean, to disappoint me. <laughs> it's working pretty hard. It's fucking special. <laughs> if I go see uh, but, like, it, a but nine it, years later. It's the fourth one that's like almost a decade later. It's like, a nine years later. What were your expectations? They weren't huge. They weren't huge. And still. But still. the fact that this movie was released in theaters is an insult. <laughs> To movie theaters. It's an insult to moviegoers. Should have been released directly to smartphones? Yes. It should have been. It, it, this is a straight-to-video movie from 1999. You know what I mean? This is like, you know, when the 80, when the VHS thing in the 80s and it switched to, and like suddenly like Dolph <laughs> Lundgren's in movies you haven't heard of. Red Scorpion. You're like, what, wait, wait, I don't remember that coming out in the theater. What? This is one of those. Yeah. With the worst CGI. It's, everything about it is so lazy. And the worst part about it, and the reason why, and I can't believe I'm about to say this, but the reason why it feels mostly like a straight-to-video movie, even though you have Jason Statham, he, he's on screen in this one more than any other. Ah, okay. So where so they're leaning on the you know, They're on leaning the, on the youngest guy. <laughs> you know, who is, no, no, who then, is Jason Statham? No, then, then they have all these randos. I mean, there's only... Were they the young kids from the last one? No, they're like... They, they just kids. ditch... They dish they, that whole concept of... Well, because like Ronda Rousey is... Yeah, no, it's none we, of those Did people. some weird stuff. No, it's like, not We don't want to deal with her anymore. It's like these randos you've never heard of. Megan Fox is in it. All right. Uh, to, like, to do what Megan Fox did in the Transformers movies, which is be an awesome piece of ass with weird thumbs. Like, that's the whole thing. It's like... Have we not, like, is this really what you wanted, Megan Fox? Because I thought she was trying to break out and be, like, not just an, a thing to ogle at. Yeah, but you can't always control that. No, no, know. you can't. But 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 you can also let them shoot what they shot in this movie. Yeah, yeah. And, and make the jokes that they made in this movie, which are disparaging, you know, about yeah. her femininity. But whatever. 
you know, it's it's a throwback to the 80s, so of course there's going to be a level of misogyny in it. That's not my biggest complaint. My biggest complaint is uh, uh, Stallone shows up. I, I, I might want to suggest that your biggest complaint maybe should be the misogyny. Well, no, you're right. You're right. Societally, you're right. But my biggest complaint is a moviegoer because I didn't know as a middle aged guy on his couch. Well, like, I, I went cramming see, cheese sticks into his face. I didn't watch it. I didn't when in the 80s when I was a kid, I didn't go to see these movies because I wanted to see misogyny. I wanted to see action. Right. And I wanted to see cars crash and I wanted to see things blow yeah. up and I wanted to see people punch each other um, regardless of their gender. Um, and the action is so bad. The CGI is terrible. All the blood letting in the movie is like bad CGI, like Uwe Boll. Oh, it's level. all, yeah, it's all just uh, it's, the CG. Yeah. It's an Uwe Boll movie that wasn't directed by Uwe Boll. It's with, with, so bad. Without the gravitas of Uwe Boll. Yeah. I, I would rather see Jason Statham in, in the name of the King again than Expendables 4. I actually would rather see, uh, footage of Jason Statham being directed by Uwe Boll in the name of the king. Yeah. Oh, the actual movie. But the, the other thing about this movie is Stallone shows up. He passes this baton to Statham. Who's also old. Spoiler alert, everybody. I can't spoil this movie for you because it's so bad. It's five doubles. But he's supposed to be dead. Who is? Stallone. Was he, did he die in the Within four? 10 minutes. In the, or in three? No, no. Oh, he dies in four? At the beginning. Ugh. He shows up. He's like, Jason Statham, you got to do a mission. And, and then Statham's dies. like, great. And then he dies. I guess he was due on the Guardians 3 set. And then you go through this piece of shit movie with Megan Fox running the Expendables. and Oh, they turn her into like sexy Charlie. She's the hot for, boss. Yeah. yeah. And they're constantly just ogling her and of making uh, comments. Course. But they're her subjects, her, right. you know, and she's also their boss. older than her. Yeah, it's, it's By crazy. By 10 but, plus years. But, well, the, uh, the Dolph Lundgren's in it. And yeah. then... Uh, and the. And Tony Jaw are yeah. the only people I can think of who oh, are carryovers from the no others. No Mickey Rourke? There's no Mickey Rourke. Mickey there's, was like, you know what? No, I'm out. I'm out. There's obviously no Terry Crews. There's yeah. no, uh, because of that fucked up story. There's no, there like Randy Couture isn't in it. They couldn't even get Randy to come back. It's like, you know what? I'm okay. Maybe he was and I forgot. But the thing is, is it's so bad. And it, and it could have been so bad, it's great, but it was so bad, it was just it was dull. Just dull. Yeah. Yeah. It was dull. It was like working hard to pay attention. It's like, you think about me when I saw like Rambo, like you talk about other movies by these guys, Rambo and Crank, where which are ludicrously stupid and movies. And by Rambo, you mean the one where he shoots everyone in Burma. Yeah, Rambo. Yeah. It's just called Rambo. Yeah. Um, yeah, which Rambo, Rambo 4. Rambo 4. Yeah. Uh, Ram 4. Ram 4. Ram four or crank or crank two these like wildly irresponsible. Yeah. Certainly misogynist. Yes. Racist fucking movies. Oh boy. That, that are ludicrously irresponsible with their violence. Crank is the soul man of action movies. It really is. God, I love crank anyway. <laughs> uh, you know, so when I see like 
men behaving badly on yeah. that level in the 1980s way, it, it gets me excited. So this oh, movie... Oh, now I want to just make an, a movie called In the 1980s Way. <laughs> in the 80s. In the 80s way. Get rid in of the, the 90s. Way. You do In the 80s Way. Yeah, it's just... It was... I wasn't expecting a good movie. And you didn't get it at all. I didn't get anything. Got I just nothing. got... It's like... You got nothing. I went... I like... Paid fifteen dollars to lie on my back, open my mouth, and have Stallone about to shit in my mouth, but then he disappears and Jason Statham does shit in your mouth instead. But spoiler alert: the end of the fucking movie. Guess who's not dead? All right, I'll talk about other movies I've right. seen. Do you have I, others? I no, I do. I I had two, and they're not new; they're old. Um, but I was doing like streaming late night stuff, and I did a couple of. I did a, a weird double feature mm-hmm. that at, at the end of it, I realized, oh, this is a great double feature category, which is uh, the double feature is the category is uh, third movies in a trilogy that aren't that bad. And it just is a, like a, like as, a as the category, marathon. as the so category. Yeah. All so the du- that was my double feature. It was, okay. it was, so the double feature was there. They had, they had it was uh, a third it was accidental, but it was uh, uh, the third entry in a series uh-huh. that, well, they weren't great. They what? they didn't really they didn't really do much to push what the original it? thing. They were actually perfectly fun, entertaining movies. All so right. my double feature was Terminator Three. Oh yeah, Rise of the Machines. Yeah, I like that one. And it's underrated. And Jurassic Park Three. Also underrated and. It, the best Jurassic Park sequel. Why? 90 minutes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. 90 minutes. And I watch it and then I realize, wow, this is like a weird double feature category. Yeah. I, I You know what to add Because here's the thing, like, like Terminator 3 isn't great. It's it's really clunky, um, but it has some really fun chase sequences, which is Terminator is, just ch- is a chase movie. Yeah, yeah. So you got to have good chase. So the chase sequences are fun. Um, and it has a really, really ballsy ending for a studio. Yeah, picture. for sure. Yeah, very dark. Yeah, yeah. And I Jurassic agree. Park Three is like it's just a tight ninety minute, like dinosaur chase. I I'm not a person who thinks Terminator Two Judgment Day is all that. I I was like, yeah, it's okay, but it doesn't make sense, and it's very convoluted. Oh yeah, no, so, I, I have I have story problems with it, but I think in terms of kind of the. Uh, the action, the, wor- part. the action in the world that yeah, the yeah. very Cameron centric world. Yeah, that it's all all Terminator movies since haven't figured it out. Maybe not. But the TV show I think did. Oh, I like the TV show, Sarah, Sarah Connor, Connor Chronicles. Chronicles. Yeah. I thought that was I a liked that show. A lot. That was the I best. I was really mad. That when was they the best. That. Yeah, that was the best Terminator uh, sequel, uh, follow on prequel, whatever. I've seen. I don't know what to do next. I'm going to do this franchise. All right. Um, which is a Paramount Plus original movie okay. thing. Uh, Becky. Oh, and I've heard the that, but I haven't sequel, seen it. The Wrath of Becky. Okay. Are so much fucking fun. Really? Are they, these are horror. Horrors? Uh, thrillers. Okay. You know, uh, in the realm of, I mean, what do you think? What's The Green Room? The movie The Green Room. Oh, yeah. It's kind of a horror, but it's also kind of a thriller. Um, it's also kind of just crazy yeah yeah but, i mean what they have in common is the fighting nazis yeah so 
uh, Becky and in Becky, well, I was the, in Becky, so I didn't know there were Nazis. In the there. right, it's tricky. But I didn't know. Like I didn't. It was just. It's a, not tricky. I just didn't know because I haven't seen it. There's no, no of there's no trick. I didn't know. I about just it. didn't know. I didn't know about it either. Some a friend of mine, Jeff Luce, yeah, told me online. He's like, "Have you seen Becky?" Okay. And I was like, "Uh." Uh-uh. And he told me about it. I was like, "Oh, I want to see that." And it was not now. Is it like a? Is it like a modern? Is it like a green room where it's like modern neo Nazi or is it? Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. It's neo Nazi. It's like present day. It's not like a CC. It's not like a Sisu. No, it's not Sisu. It's not a period. Which Sisu again, if you great. haven't seen Sisu, you gotta yeah, see Sisu because great. So have good. you seen Blood and Gold? Yes, that I, was good too. I like Blood and Gold. It wasn't as good as Sisu. No, it's not as good as Sisu, but, but it was. It was. If worthy. you're gonna do a double feature of World War II era Nazi killings. Start with Blood involving and gold. Nazi gold. Yeah, yeah. involving involving mm-hmm. specifically involving Nazi gold. Start with Blood and Gold. Yeah. Watch that first, yeah, and, and then, then watch Sisu, and you will have a great evening. That's a that's I totally agree. So and if and you can watch Becky and the Wrath of Becky back to back. So the right. main Nazi in Becky, which is crazy, is Kevin James. Really? Yeah, Kevin James plays this fucking horrible neo-Nazi. Holy shit. You know what? I'm not calling them neo anymore because that's fucking bullshit. They're old. They're American Nazis. And that's as old as the German Nazis. Nazis. They're Nazis. A-Nazis. Nazis. Yeah. Ameri-Nazi. Ameri-Nazi. So he's an Ameri-Nazi. James is good in this movie. Really? Okay. actually scary. Now you've got me super interested. He's scary. So, and then the, and then the sequel, you know, and in their revenge movies, yeah, basically, uh, but with a teenage girl as the, uh, Charles Bronson. I'm assuming Becky. Yeah. Becky. Yeah. And then the wrath of Becky, you know, it's a whole other story. It's not like a continuing, but it's just the continuation More of the Nazis? character. Well, you don't think so. You think, yeah, they're just rednecks. Oh, but they're really not. Led by Sean William Scott, who I'm a huge fan of. I love of. Sean William Scott. He's hilarious. And he's very good at being a bad guy. Did you see his serial killer movie? No. He has a serial killer movie. Really? I can't remember the name of it right now, but I he was really fucking scary. Really? He's I thing- love I love this like juxtaposition and there's something to it. Like an actor who's really good at like goofy comedy. Yeah. Flipping it to, to really dark horror. Yeah. And the, I mean, the serial killer, I mean, part of what makes Sean William Scott funny is like, he's kind of got like stupid eyes. You know what I yeah. mean? They're sort of like, like Robin Williams did it too. Robin yeah, Williams yeah. can flip. Yeah. yeah he can yeah. do that flip the, between the, the comedy yeah. really yeah. were anyway. So Sean William Scott's the bad guy in the wrath of Becky. And you think it's just rednecks, but then it turns out, oh, they're fucking not. Nazi next. They're Nazi next. And they're both like very satisfying uh, thriller, dark Nazi thriller. I'm going to say black comedies. Yeah. Because they definitely have a sense of humor. Even though like Kevin James in the first one, he's not going after laughs. And that's what works about him. You know, he's just this neo-Nazi with a giant swastika on the back of his bald head. Nice. Dealing with his Nazi shit. Nice. And he's just scary. Uh, All right, I got to see that. Yeah, they're very good. Uh, do you have anything else? I have like this massive... I list. have like nothing particularly new, but I would like to shout out something um, that I watched again recently because I think it was that came... It's like, I think it's on Freebie. Don't mm. quote me. Um, but because I look on my... Because I love my like Pluto TV and my Tubi and my Freebies. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but there's a little indie sci-fi movie starring Pedro Pascal, uh, which is pre-Mandalorian. Oh, is Pedro this, Pascal. uh, I know. Prospect. This is Prospect, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I don't want to say too much about it if you haven't seen it. Um, it's been on my list forever and I've never cracked it. I really, I, what I, I'm not, I don't want to say anything about the story. Um, it's, it's kind of a Western style. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's Western style. And if you watch it, you go, Oh, I see what you mean by that. Um, what I really like about it is it's low budge sci-fi and it has this, it has this really like seventies sci-fi vibe. Uh-huh. Like seventies indie, uh, like film a, sci-fi a, vibe. A silent running, like a something. silent running or like a, which is one of my favorite movies of all time. Mm. Uh, and, uh, so yeah, I highly recommend it if you haven't seen it. Yeah, I've been meaning to see it. I just I'm. I it's got one of the Duplass brothers, the one who's yeah. not on. That's morning, not a selling. The one point. who's not on morning show, but That's he's he's good. He's fine. Not a selling point for me. Um. All right, I'll I'll whip. Prospect's through. good. We've, Watch Prospect. All right, I will. We've whipped through so many uh, things at this point, but we're already whip through it. Over whip time. through it. I'm going to tell There's you Soul Man, and then Soul Man. We've seen. I saw Soul Man. Uh, and uh, vice versa. No. Uh, <laughs> all right. Here are the other things I've seen that I haven't mentioned yet. I watched the Burt Kreischer movie, which is now on Netflix called The Machine. Oh, The Machine. I've seen that. It was, saw- it was, I enjoyed it. It wasn't horrible. It wasn't great. It wasn't, it was, it's entertaining. It was, yeah. Yeah. I, like, cute yeah. is how I would describe it's it. It's cute. Mark Hamill's, not, Mark Hamill's really fun. Mark Hamill's, very, he's fun, but like nothing about the movie made me laugh out loud, but I was like, I wasn't bored. I was like, yeah. am, I was yeah. amused yeah. the whole time, but it wasn't it's fun. like it's a, fun. It's fun. It's fun. <laughs> picture. Yeah. I mean, I'm not like a huge Burt Kreischer guy, so I don't know. It's know, weird. I would have paid you for his that. tone. I don't know his tone. No, uh, it's, a, it, it's a fun. I, I enjoyed it. It's fun. Yeah. I think yeah your 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 assessment is correct. Yeah, it's not. It's a perfect. You know what? It's a good thing. It's a good hangover movie. On Ooh, a Sunday. that would be good. That would be, be a good, good hangover, hangover movie. movie. Uh, I saw No One Will Save You. Oh yeah, I haven't seen that. Which is a PG thirteen Hulu sci fi horror thing. Right. Uh, that people are loving the shit out yeah, of. Yeah, yeah. And I I I thought I was entertained. Uh, honestly, I feel like it, the third act is bad. You didn't like that, okay? So you don't. Uh, okay. But the but the movie as a whole, I like. I have no complaints. So like when a movie is streaming, yeah. You know when you get a streamer, it's it's different if you go to the theater. If I'd gone to the theater to see this, yeah, the third act would have pissed me off. But streaming, you're like, but eh. streaming, I was like, it's okay because you're on your couch. You weren't sure how to end this. Yeah, yeah. you've made all this fun stuff and you didn't know how to wrap it. Now up. you know. Speaking of Hulu streamers, uh, the 4K release of prey is coming out on, on physical oh oh is it finally yeah yeah oh wow what about barbarian is that gonna come out i don't know i liked barbarian i liked it okay i didn't like the third again i didn't like the third act yeah yeah i see i liked the third act mm, interesting that's how it goes. we'll do another show on that yeah uh wait, 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 wait. i saw uh I'm pretty sure we didn't talk about this last time because last time it was August and this movie didn't come out till September is Equalizer 3. I don't think we did. You Have saw you... Equalizer 3? Yes, I did. Oh, shit. I didn't see Equalizer 3. How was Equalizer 3? Did you like um, Equalizer, Equalizer 2? And Equalizer 2. two? I did. Well, then you'll like Equalizer 3. Excellent. 
Equalizer three, at least. I mean, is it is it effectively like standard third entry? Kind of in the trilogy. No, so. because the movies. I mean, for me, Equalizer and Equalizer two are the same. I mean, you get the. Yeah. It, it, it's just the formula is followed. But is uh, it like a, nothing but, really gets bigger? But if we're talking like Lethal Weapon one, Lethal Weapon two, Lethal Weapon three. No, because Lethal Weapon three. Rene Russo being a great addition to the franchise. Oh yes. Lethal Weapon Three was a little bit cotton candy. Yeah. Whereas the first no, two had if a you harder want your, edges. If you want your era Rene Russo, you want Thomas Crown Affair remake. Oh, for sure. Ooh. Oh no, Rene Russo. Sorry, great. That's, I just went on a tangent myself. Lethal, a Rene Russo Lethal Weapon Three would be a total piece of shit if it wasn't for Rene mm-hmm. Russo and that yep. guy from England who plays the bad guy. <laughs> They're great. Yeah. Lethal Weapon Three is like, so Equalizer Three is better than a. It's it's in in a as a third. It's a better than a Lethal Weapon Three. Yeah. Um. I do not want them to do a prequel. A prequelizer. Franchise. They're gonna. Yeah. That's what somebody said on uh, Twitter uh, when they announced that they're considering well, I mean, a prequel kind of a, franchise obvious, yeah. starring his kid. No. 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 Yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want to be negative about actors trying to make it, but fucking Nepo babies, man. Yeah. When they suck, it's insulting. No, if you want to do another Equalizer movie, then you do, uh, you combine Equalizer and the Tony Scott era, and you just put Equalizer on a train sure. where Denzel Washington just sits in the train. Finish cab. the unfinished Tony Scott yeah. Denzel Washington train movie trilogy. Because we only got two. Tranquilizer. Tranquilizer. (laughs) (laughs) I'd watch it. All I'm saying is Equalizer 3 is the same as the rest of the Equalizer movies. Okay, then that's almost... Honestly, that's all I need. Yeah, and it's almost like they learned from past franchises based on TV shows. Yeah. And they were like, you know what works about this? It's done. In an it's, episode. It is yeah. done in an episode. And is the this episode that much different than the last episode? Eh. No. The guest stars are different. Yeah. They have different professions. No, it's different different it's primaries. An, it's an it's an eighties procedural. Yeah. And that's what this movie is. Nice. And uh I enjoyed it very much. Uh I also saw The Nun Two. Ooh. Um More which none. Uh, is another nun movie about a bad nun. I assume from past times. Um, and it, I did not realize this, but the nun, the original was the highest grossing movie in the entire conjuring universe. Really? Uh, so it's a conjuring cinematic universe movie. Yes. Interesting. Yes, it is. Yeah. Interesting. So, which is weird because the nun is, the nun is fine. It's, you know, it's just like a kind of roller coaster movie with jump scares. I love that as a quote on like, like a PR sheet. The nun is fine. (laughs) (laughs) Well, for me, I guess that's high praise. Uh, yeah, the, the nun too was more of the nun more fine. Um, but I will like freely admit that, uh, you know, the rest of my family who are more conjuring universe people got bored. Oh, I did not like it as much. Okay. And, uh, Interesting. I was high. Right. And it's very atmospheric. Yeah. 
And the visuals are fun. Very dark, but yeah. they're fun. So okay. uh, I enjoyed it, but I, I might as well have just been watching The Nun. Maybe you were. You don't know. Maybe I don't you know. didn't even was, see The Nun, too. Maybe I didn't. Shit. Maybe, Finally. Maybe you saw Soul Man. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I'm going to watch Soul Man tonight. We've talked about it so much. Uh, yeah, we, let's make sure it's as racist as we remember. <laughs> I can't remember if the, like clumsily <laughs> racist is how you describe Solomon. I can't remember if the actual animal deaths and cannibal Holocaust really bothered me. Do you have Soul Man on DVD? Is, can I watch Soul Man? Uh, I also saw Haunting in Venice. The you're latest. Not, you're not going to answer if you have Soul Man on DVD. I have it. On DVD. <laughs> I knew you did. I knew it. It's a double feature DVD. It came with something else that was also offensive. In a way. <laughs> I think it comes with like father, like son. <laughs> <laughs> like, is it one of those like flip DVDs? It's like the one movies and the one side. No, it's like, you know, that they would do the box sets because they would have all these discs that didn't sell, so they would in tear the them out of the yeah. boxes and they put them. In, they just jam them into like jam an them envelope. Together. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Here are these two movies that we have the rights for. These are pretty racist and sexist. <laughs> I don't know. They're in an envelope now. These are racist and have a crazy evangelical <laughs> Jesus freak. Enjoy them, and poor Dudley Moore <laughs> trying to make some money for his family and his estate before he croaked. Before um, Dudley Moore could have sold his digital self like James Earl Jones. Yeah. If he had gotten in on that, yeah. he would have been good. I would have done a reboot of the Leisure Suit Larry video game series with Dudley Moore instead of Larry. Imagine if AI had existed when Jim Varney was making Oh, movies. digital Jim Varney. We could still... There's have, actually probably enough Jim Varney footage that, that we could, could probably build one. I want to make an earnest movie. I mean... It would be terrifying, but, but I mean, but it'd be like, like, like Ernest destroys the world. Like can Ernest, we... <laughs> Ernest becomes Skynet. <laughs> I would fucking watch this shit out of that. And it's just like any of like an old Schwarzenegger and fighting like a digital old Schwarzenegger fighting a digital Ernest. <laughs> can we? <laughs> Can we please make this happen? I'll be back, Vern. <laughs> Come on, SAG AFTRA and AMPTP, get it together so we can pay the, the Jim Varney estate what they deserve for the next 18 uh, Ernest movies. Terminator Vern. Um, so I saw uh, A Haunting in Venice. All right. And A Haunting in Venice, it's one of those things that gives the internet trolls an argument for what would be so bad about AI? You think it would be different than this? Did I hate it? No. It was fine. Yeah. It's one of these... I, I haven't hated any of them, but I haven't, like, thought they were good. You know? It's like it's like Knives Out. Is this, yeah. If you like the Knives Out sequel or either of the other two of these Agatha Christie knockoffs with Kenneth Branagh yeah. uh, and his pretension, if you like that, then you're going to like a haunting in Venice. However, 
I was giggling by the end of it because it literally, I mean, mm. the third act is a straight up Scooby-Doo episode. Because the whole... But those types of movies also live and die on the chemistry of the cast. Oh, yeah. And this cast is good and they're fun. But, they're that, but that's fun. also why I think like the Knives Out movies work. I didn't think the second one did. I thought it... I, I don't know. I, I thought it was no, fine. I enjoyed it fine. And I didn't... I didn't like the second one of these. The first one with Johnny Depp on the that was the oh, train. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Or that, Express, that yeah. one was fine. And then the one with I'm I'm just pointing out the creepy white dudes who are <laughs> yeah. in it. Uh, the other one with uh, Army Hammer <laughs> yeah. and Gal Gadot. That was I mean for me that was like Knives Out too bad. I just like was like I don't care. I see. Knives Out two was better than that. I think it. Was. Well, I mean, I, we're arguing rotten apples and poisoned oranges. But um, this one presents itself. This one, which is l- very loosely based on an Agatha Christie yeah. uh, uh, story, is like presents itself as a ghost story. It's trying to be a Halloween movie. You know, but you're also like, well, it's Poirot, so... It's going to turn out it's to a mystery. Not, it can't yeah. possibly yeah. be a ghost. So, and then the third act really does play out like a Scooby-Doo movie. I mean, I, I was just like, I mean, well-produced Scooby-Doo movie, yeah. but could he use a little Matt Lillard shaggy in there? Uh, his Shaggy's really good. It's fucking great. It's fucking great. And those live, I mean, I only suffered through them because my kid was a Scooby-Doo yeah. nut when he was a kid. And I liked watching Scooby-Doo with him. I was like, oh, man. like the old, the old yeah, shows. Yeah. I was like, oh, yeah, I, I watch these. I love these. They bring me back. They're fun. It's weird. It's like you get creeped well, out. Yeah, and Linda Cardellini is valid. So. Yeah, yeah. Oh, well, yeah, yeah. So the live action mm. ones I, I liked a lot because I was like Matt Lillard because of Matt Lillard. Yeah, I mean Freddie Prince is fine, but it was mostly about. They're actually life. like those movies are actually pretty solid. They're not bad. I yeah. mean, I think they got a bad rap. No, and well, it's because they're like you know again, it's like you know licensed comic booky stuff, but I think, I mean, those movies the casts did a really good job, and mm-hmm. again, it's the it's the uh, the rapport between the casts and and uh, is what makes something like that work or not. Yeah. Yeah. And that cast worked. Yeah, they did. They were good. They were fun. Everybody was fun in that yeah. movie. Um, Matt Lillard, I think, is, is kind of brilliant. Oh, and he's the MVP of it, of course. But that's Shaggy's the MVP of Ultimate. Always. Yeah. But for him to... Nail it. For he him to it. nail it. Yeah. Like, arguably, because he's done the cartoon voices in yeah. some of the movies yeah. as well. And, they're, and he's very good in those, too. It's like, he's almost better... Than Casey In the Kasem? original, yeah, yeah. In Casey, yeah. Um, I I don't want like people who get they're gonna get mad at me for saying that, but I I, I honestly believe he's better than Casey Kasem as Shaggy. No, it's yeah. Props, props, props to, to Lillard. Matt Lillard. Yeah. All right, we've gone on for way too long. Uh, yeah, no one's listening uh, anymore. Everybody, shut this off. Um, there's some kind of noise in the kitchen outside. It's been, a, yeah. There's like. There's like, did you open a speakeasy in your kitchen? The 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 kids have their uh, homecoming dance tonight. 
Oh no! Apparently, the pre parties at my house, I was not given this information. Oh, this is like a footloose situation. Like I, it was in the middle of. <laughs> was in the middle of post producing <laughs> another podcast, <laughs> and there was a With ring all at the of your podcasts. There's some kid at the door. How can you keep track of your podcast? I don't know. I don't. <laughs> I do not. All right. Uh, we'll see you next time. Hopefully, it'll be a full uh, a takes, uh, a crew. And it'll probably be one of our truncated episodes because we're very lazy these days. Yeah. And we'll, yeah. I it's a lot of work. Yeah. I've run out of things that I think are new page like if I find a new one. I'll yeah, that, that's the hard... Actually, that's the hardest part is a good finding a new page. Yeah, yeah. After we're done, like, fucking, like, 200 of <laughs> them.